0: You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and
1: Creed Orm. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Breaking the Silence. Today we are continuing our conversation from last week's episode with Karen Broadhead. Karen Broadhead is a mother of children who have had experience struggling with pornography, and she's the founder of an organization called Mothers Who Know. The organization strives to help other mothers learn how to navigate helping children with pornography. So we're so glad to have her once again to continue this conversation.
0: Karen, I'm curious as to what you would say to someone who was in a romantic relationship or is the partner of someone who is struggling with pornography. How can they tell if that person's really ready to be in a relationship with them? Or And, and vice versa, how can the person who's maybe struggling or in striving for recovery, how can they tell they're ready to be in a, a committed relationship?
2: First of all, before I go into all this, it's important that everybody knows I'm not a therapist. I just am an expert at this experience, this life experience, just like you are. And much of my experience is in this arena. And I feel really passionate about it and pretty strongly about some of the opinions that I have because of all the evidence that I've seen. But um, in no way do, am I a professional that knows exactly the right answer but I am looking forward to sharing with you some of my thoughts. First of all, I think that somebody in recovery is someone who understands how important vulnerability is, that they understand that the strongest, most courageous thing that can be done isn't to hide weakness in darkness or shame, but to courageously reveal invulnerability vulnerability. I am a warrior for Jesus Christ. I know him now. I know who saves people and he and I hang out. And because I know him really well, I know who I am really well. And even though this is my story and it might make you afraid that that's my story because there's a lot of fear around people who struggle with pornography and the fallout of that and how that might affect us. But if I absolutely own, I am a son or daughter of God. And the reason why I know that and that none of my identity or worth is connected to my behavior has everything to do with, I understand how vulnerable one has to become to recover. I understand how humble someone has to get to be in recovery and I own it. I own my training. I own my vulnerability. I own my identity because I know who Jesus Christ is. And so when I meet you, the reason I'm even attracted to you is because you're assuming there's no way someone as awesome as them has ever struggled with pornography. (laughs) That's what you're thinking. Um, there's no way someone as awesome as them has struggled with pornography. And so when they say, I lost my childhood to pornography, I've been struggling with this since I was 10. And I went on a mission and I'm home from a mission. And the way that you would know if I'm in recovery, if I am the person who has that story, is that I would be proud to share with you how awesome I am. I'd be proud to share with you what I know and who I know, and that I would be honest and say, if I don't keep my shield of faith really shiny and out in front of me, if I don't know how to swing the sword of the spirit really well, like the boss, and if I don't know how to get over the, I don't feel like it moments of life and take care of me and that armor, in a really intentional way, then I will not be safe. I won't be safe. I know that. And it's not because I'm a bad person or something's wrong with me. It's because it's what my human weakness is. You have one too. Mine just happens to be in this arena. And yes, when I lose battles, then the people around me lose as well because they are wounded.
0: Karen, I love this so much. And I think I think what you said really illustrated what I finally learned. And I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable because for a long time, I thought the only solution to me being safe in a relationship was to find someone perfect and who had never been affected by pornography because I had already had already felt that pain. That's not something I wanted anything to do with. And unfortunately, I realized the probability of that happening was very small. <laughs> And <laughs> me finding someone who who in my opinion, was going to be like perfect and untouched and and like all that and and what I also realized is that that's actually not what I was looking for, but what I was looking for is someone who you just described, someone who really had come to know themselves, had come to know Jesus Christ and who had really found it in their hearts what it felt like to truly repent. And what I think is so interesting about this is that it's really difficult to put into words like what that will sound like exactly because everyone's experience is going to be different. But what I know is that you will know where someone's part is if you really listen and you will know if you are willing to open up and be honest and share how it affects you, that gives them the space to do that. The same in, in these conversations as you're dating and as you're in a marriage and, or in a relationship with someone that you care about very deeply, that as you're willing to lean in and feel with them and to be with them, that you will, you will see their hearts What I think is so beautiful about that is it gives it gives space for healing and it gives space for the spirit to be there and it gives space for the savior to enter into your relationship as you really seek to understand rather than to just judge, if that makes sense. Because I think one of my hesitations in even asking you this Mm -hmm. question is that it's kind of a judgmental question of like, how do I know if I should be in this relationship kind of thing, right? Like, how do I make that judgment? When... Like, honestly, the only way you're going to know is to hold the space and to see if it works. Yes.
2: Maybe it's someone dating them, it would be important for me to know what kind of questions to ask. Like, tell me what you've done to train. What's the training that you've experienced in managing this and getting to a place of recovery? And how long have you been in training? Have you been vulnerable enough to also be part of the solution to this problem? Or have you always just hid and tried to hide that that is an issue you have? Are you willing to realize that the way that I overcome this is that I have to be vulnerable? I can't just hide and try and try and try on my own and keep thinking I'm going to get this. And then maybe go talk to an ecclesiastical leader here and there because ecclesiastical leaders are number one, they're so important. But when you have something like a broken bone that's in your brain, ecclesiastical leaders, they need support. They need other professionals who understand the scientific side of that self-mastery. And that adding the spiritual side of that is huge. And so if I am a young man, and I know a girl has struggled with pornography, and she's told me that, then I would want to know what her process towards healing was. I would want to know, what did she do? And what is she still doing? What does she have to do to maintain a place of recovery? Because if someone's claiming to be in recovery, they also know how to tell you how they stayed there and why they are so good at it. And they will also tell you that they are nothing without God. Not, they're nothing without him. And like you mentioned, that was so beautiful, Chrishell, holding that space and having a maturity to really address what it is we've all been through with this plague of pornography and how it has afflicted us and affected us, right? It's huge. And to have an honoring Christ-like spirit in that space that allows that person to have their story and allows you to be able to be vulnerable enough to love someone in that story. Not that you're loving them like romantically, I'm going to marry you because you just were vulnerable. It's more like I can see and feel the love of Christ in this space where you and I are sharing our experience of how pornography has affected us. And I'm grateful to have this vulnerable space with you because now I can see how to heal even better. My weakness.
1: Thank you for that. I think one of the best things I've been able to take away so far is that the strongest element a recovering person can have is the vulnerability and humility to bring weaknesses to the light instead of hiding them in darkness. And only when we are all able to do that on individual and own basis, that's when we can finally begin to make improvements as well as remembering we're nothing without God. We need we need help. We can't do this on our own. So thank you for that. I think we all need to remember the vulnerability, humility to put God on our team and to express and work on our weaknesses with, with our loved ones.
0: Definitely. Karen, is there anything that you want to share with us that maybe has come to mind that you haven't shared with us yet um, as we just wrap up about how to really support and love someone and and be there while continuing to be safe yourself if that makes sense
2: yeah you know one thing that comes to my mind is that because we're here in mortality and we have a veil and we forgot where we came from even though we've learned about it and we felt a spirit about it and we know and we have the confirmation through this birth that's true, that we are loved, and we were somewhere before we came here. Just that very awareness of Heavenly Father has a glorious plan for our salvation, and that our Savior and champion, Jesus Christ, helps us to work Heavenly Father's plan. And looking at all of the things that are the mess of pornography and how it's affected everybody, We forget, because of our enemy and believing the the lies that he's so good at, we forget that all of this is under Heavenly Father's plan. All of it. Every mess, every hurt, every pain. And through Jesus Christ, he helps us to work Heavenly Father's plan to bring us all the healing or the salvation that we need. And we get so stuck in well how are we going to handle this and how we address this and you're hurting me and and the other thing that's absolute absolute misery is for me to understand that under heavenly father's plan there are three spheres of power and another way to put it is there's only three kinds of business in this world there's my business your business and god's business And whenever I'm not in my business or my sphere of power, I will be miserable. I will be miserable. And Satan tries all day long to get me outside of my business, comparing myself to everybody else, fearing things that I don't know about or that might hurt me, focusing on places in my life where I really have no control. The only place that I have power is in my business. And in your business, I can support that. I can influence that. I can love you there, but you are 100% in charge of your business. And as soon as I think I can get in your business, I've bought the enemy's plan to go in there and help you swing swords and hold shields and get dressed and do all that when I should be swinging my own shield and swinging my own sword so that I can support you and influence you well. And then whenever I think, like, I want to heal that, I want to change that, I want this to just be better, that's God's business.
0: Karen, that was so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for your incredible wisdom and your eloquence in sharing with us from your experiences, what you've come to see and understand in the intricacies of relationships, but especially in God's role in our lives and how, as we align our priorities with his, that things become a lot more clear. I think that that's so beautiful. I do want to mention that a lot of the principles that we have talked about, come from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the principles and doctrines are found within in those doctrines and found within the Book of Mormon. And we will link to the website and resources that if you want to learn more and understand these principles more, you can go there. This podcast is not sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but we each have been impacted by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and our faith in Jesus Christ. And so many of these principles can be learned there as well. So thank you for sharing your faith and your light and your love with us, Karen. I am so grateful for you and grateful for your example.
1: It is so wonderful to have you, Karen. Thank you so much for sharing all of your very helpful thoughts and ideas with us today.
2: Thank you, Creed. Thanks, Rochelle. Yeah, really. Thanks for your courageous work in the cause. So beautiful.
0: Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.